0: Thank you for joining another episode of the Business, Life, and Coffee podcast. On this episode, we are excited to bring another cryptocurrency specialist. Kirill Ravensong has a background in psychology and education, and he's with BitShares by way of a lengthy period in a Zen Buddhist monastery. That's Kirill's intro, but we're going to talk about the importance of cryptocurrencies and capital preservation. And what that specifically means is, how do you build and grow your funds while also storing it in a new vehicle? So, Kirill, thanks for joining the show.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure to be on, Joey.
0: Well, you know, we're carrying over a little laughter here from the, from the pre-roll, <laughs> and uh, let's just catch people up a little bit about our, our conversation. Um, why should we be considering cryptocurrency as a way to preserve capital?
1: All right, well the first thing that I would say is uh let's actually look at the blockchain. And that is the technology that cryptocurrency is built on top of. Because while the cryptocurrency is interesting, uh the blockchain is the actual game changer.
0: And can you tell us what
1: blockchain is? Sure. Uh you can look at it as a way of creating a trust protocol, a way of trusting someone uh who you may have never met before, who could be half a world away, and verifying that the information that you're both working with is true, that it cannot be manipulated or gamed or that it's very, 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 very difficult to do so and hasn't been broken yet. So that's a, a powerful way of distributing the information so that all participants have access to it.
0: Well and Kirill, could you give us your background in cryptocurrency?
1: So I noticed it for the first time during the uh, 2008 financial crisis because that's when it kind of first kind of peaked out there. Uh, a lot of the Occupy Wall Street people were talking about it and at that time it was trading for, for a very modest amount. I don't think it was, it was even a full dollar. So I watched from the sidelines as people were playing around with it. But what I was very interested was in was that it represented a completely different financial instrument something that we had never seen before something that looked like it was not just deregulated it looked impossible to regulate and that's very very important if you want to try to create a system that is resilient to the one you already have
0: okay and so let's walk that through a little bit and cryptocurrency mm-hmm. has gone through quite its fair share of uh i guess Tragedies, catastrophes, government, scares. Uh, what makes cryptocurrency, from your perspective,
1: what makes cryptocurrency mm-hmm. so resilient? The fact that it cannot be controlled, that it does not have a singular central place that you can uh, regulate or stamp down. Okay? It's something that is distributed across the entire Internet. Now, that's a, a very, very powerful statement, and it's something that everyone basically has fair use of. Anyone can start working with the existing blockchain technology. Anyone can begin trading. Anyone can actually create their own token, if they so wish. So that's, that's an enormous amount of, of freedom at the same time that, the, uh, that you can do this from your smartphone. You can do this from your computer. So think of all of Africa coming on board to the new economy, where they're already doing their finances on cell phone. Look at India. Look at China. Look at all of these huge markets of people who were not participating for decades, and we're all going to be using the same platform. That is exhilarating by itself.
0: Well, in full disclosure here, I am invested in some crypto, and uh, mm-hmm. I, it's, been, it's been pretty exhilarating to see it, it, it spike mm-hmm. up. Uh, but for the for the person who is, is saying, I hear you, this actually makes it more scary that anyone can yeah. jump in, that it's not regulated. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who's a bit more on guard about this whole permissive blockchain and
1: cryptocurrency? That they're smart. Good on you. That you, you should be skeptical. Uh, it's very important. Right now, it's the Wild West. Okay, there's we haven't even forget about even having laws on this do you know we do not even have conceptual framework for what the blockchain allows us to do today much less what's going to happen when hundreds of millions of people are actively making use of cryptocurrencies and free market exchanges where there's no reg- where it's not regulatable we're talking about a libertarian dream is actually starting to happen right at our doorstep and there's almost no discussion about how this is going to impact everyday life. So of course, if you're skeptical, uh, that's a very rational, a very sensible approach that I learned is protect your downfall. You can if you just make sure that you can endure reasonable losses, when you do make gains, you'll be able to really maximize, you'll be able to keep them. Right now, everything is so volatile in cryptocurrencies that you actually have to be quite educated uh, to avoid losing your shirt.
0: Explore that a little bit more. Why do you have to be... Well, what, what, what caution um, is out there for people that are, that, are, that are essentially playing but not really paying attention?
1: Sure. So think about the gold rush, okay? Uh, you had people digging everywhere, pulling up little bits of gold. There were robbers. Okay, there there was all sorts of con artists. there's scams. there's everything you can imagine, just as there was in the Wild West. Uh, I myself I lost a, a fair <laughs> a fair coin uh, of cryptocurrency on a Ponzi scheme. You know, and had I taken more time to research, I was busy with other things, someone said, "Hey, just come my on this." You know I lost my shirt on that. I lost money and it stung. It hurt. And it taught me a very valuable lesson. You can lose your money just as quickly as you can make it in this particular environment. And part of the functionality of cryptocurrency is that there's no clawback. Once it's gone, once it's out of your wallet, it's out. So you do really have to be cautious. It really pays to be part of some sort of online community. So you can really learn from the mistakes of others. And so you can do a learned, uh, a group learning environment. That's really the ideal, to protect yourself from just common mistakes so you don't have to make them
0: yourself yeah well I've got a shout out here there's a group that I'm a part of on Facebook and uh, it's been very helpful for us to learn and grow together we we've, we've got people trading um, of course with different varies of risk tolerance uh, different various uh, backgrounds and finances but it's just it's it's great to see a community come together and uh, I want to yeah. shout out the founders of this just uh, Brittany Rose and Koi and um, some good friends of mine and and uh, it's been exciting to see us all grow together. As a matter of fact, mm. I, I, we're recording this, but I, I posted into the uh, chat here that um, I'm talking to the chief strategist of BitShares on the podcast right now. So as we talk, you may get some questions to come in. Sure. <laughs> well, so we, we started out the podcast saying that this is all about the role of cryptocurrency in, in mm. uh, capital preservation. Traditional mm-hmm. means of preserving capital these days are to put it into, I guess, uh, more conservative um, mutual funds, to put it into gold, to put it into silver, to put it into to art, luxury goods, etc. What role mm-hmm. does cryptocurrency have in
1: that landscape moving forward? Well, the biggest one is is when you find a cryptocurrency that is undervalued. That's, that's the gold mine that, that you're really looking for. And the beauty of that is you're going to look for things that are like a dollar or less, right? So if you lose on it, you're going to lose small. But if it does what other coins have done, you win big. So in that way, there's really a very great advantage. And the reason why I say that growth is very important is that right now you're talking about many, many people are in enormous debt. So one of, the, one of the things you definitely don't want to be in debt during a deflationary market, okay? You really want to make sure that you settle those debts, that you get out of that, because uh, you don't want to have that hanging around your neck, right? And the other thing is that we're looking at a lot of our elders as well as millennials, and they're looking to catch up in a certain way. They're looking to kind of make background that they may have lost in the past 10 years of really tough times.
0: Yeah, no. This <laughs> when I when I look at uh, the gains on some of these coins and things shooting yeah. up a hundred percent, eighty percent, and I'm talking about daily gains. Um, yes, it is the wild, wild west. But it also is a yeah. huge opportunity for uh, you to earn back some of that money that you may not have uh, that you may have lost to to investing in student loans and and the interest eating away or uh, your, your, your car loans or, or other, you know, things that factor into the economy these days.
1: Correct. Now, while I'm not a financial advisor, I mean, you have to imagine it for, imagine your college age students, right? What happens if they invest very modestly, maybe just a thousand dollars in something that performs enormously by the time they graduate? Can that token that they invest in, could that repay their college debt? giving them a clean slate to start with. If it only did that, that would be an enormous leg up uh, from being without it.
0: Oh yeah, I saw a story of a a woman who was paying her, her son's way through college and the son had taken some coin, or taken some money, invested into some coins on one of the exchanges. And yep. she thought it was yeah. a, she thought it was an error that the, uh, the, the investment went from three digits to uh, five digit. Um, so
1: there are so, a few extra zeros on this statement.:
0: <laughs> I know right? Yeah, yeah So uh, yeah. And, and again, we're joined with Kirill Ravensong, who's the chief strategist at uh, Bitshares. And um, we're talking about currency uh, and um, the role of cryptocurrency in capital preservation. Where do you see crypto in 2018?
1: Well, 2018 is going to be the year where currency becomes mainstream. The cryptocurrency becomes used more and more by everyone. And I think the, the, the primary way that you're going to see is that there are going to be some new advances. There are going to be some new products. Uh, and people are going to start earning in cryptocurrency. I mean, that's where I'm at right now. I'm just a little bit ahead of the curve uh, of many of your listeners. But um, I just made a decision to decide to earn in cryptocurrency rather than dollars. It's a kind of a big leap, right? So it took a lot of time before it came to it. And I, I really do say, as you start earning in cryptocurrency and translating it into real activity, then it becomes real. As more people have this experience, it just becomes, it'll be as common as email. And I think 2018 is the year where people are going to have cryptocurrency wallets the same way they have email addresses.
0: That's a very powerful statement. Um, Do you see any any risk to that happening in 2018, whether it be government interference or scandal or... Um, what might derail that type of adoption?
1: Well, there are enormous risks, okay? Uh, On the government regulation side, I can't give any specific details, but I can tell you quite bluntly that there are a number of products and assets and things that are trading that were not structured legally. Um, Now, I know the law hasn't been written, but a hammer's going to come down, and you're going to see a lot of Products have to backtrack and get into compliance. Um, There are serious issues in terms of cybersecurity, in terms of protecting your wallets. It's still, you know, comparatively compared to the existing system, it's actually far more stable. Um, Some of the other things is there are bubbles. There are absolutely cryptocurrency bubbles. And I really think it's, it's, you know, irresponsible to not acknowledge that. That isn't to say that they won't continue to go up, but you, you could see huge plummetings. Um, at any time. That is perfectly reasonable. We, we literally can't predict that. And it's important to factor into your cryptocurrency experience. In other words, whenever you get into it, you want to make sure that you're not relying on that money. That's money that you could stand to lose, okay? And uh, I guess the fourth thing is just the learning curve, right? There's so many different ones. There are literally thousands of tokens. And I find that people really do kind of have to get involved. They have to win a little bit, lose a little bit, before they start figuring out and differentiating what is a quality cryptocurrency product and what is not.
0: carol let me ask you this question. Um, we're, mm-hmm. we're seeing that a lot of the cryptocurrencies are um, in exchanges, and these exchanges mm-hmm. are, they look very similar to the stock exchange, just the stock market, the way yes. you might open up a, a Scott Trade app or a um, mm-hmm. Capital One investing app. Um, would you say that the that that cryptocurrency is trading very similarly or adopts the same patterns as what you might learn when investing in a stock market?
1: That's actually an excellent point. I'm always surprised at how few investors really do their homework in the things they invest in. I'm I'm very conservative in this way. I'm I I do tons of research. So I really like to get I like to get to know what I'm getting into so I can make really informed decisions uh, for myself, what I love so much about bitshares is that in and of itself, it is an exchange. Bitshares itself is an exchange platform. It's an exchange platform that every single user uh, has their own exchange. So when I see this trend that's coming where the exchanges will be totally decentralized, okay, so that you can trade not just cryptocurrency but you can trade uh tokens that are baked based on hard assets and you can trade them anywhere in the world that that is a whole new paradigm that I don't know that that's ever been quite available before and we're also talking about a change in the ownership structure of stocks so for example in the current marketplace you know you don't own the stock that you supposedly own right the, you you do know that so and and uh a lot of people don't fully grasp that that it's actually a company CD of C that actually owns um, all of the stocks, and you're just getting a receipt for your ownership. With the blockchain technology and on the new exchanges, when you own something, you own it. It's it's a completely different paradigm, and in that way, it, it leaps and heads above the current exchange platforms. That's extremely powerful.
0: Again. Um, <laughs> Uh, a lot of good information here on this, on this podcast. And we're joined with Kirill Ravensong, who is, uh, the chief strategist at BitShares. Now, Kirill, uh, the next question I wanted to ask you is, um, there was a a recent article on medium.com and, um, the, the name of the author escapes me right now, but the headline was something along the lines of you don't think bitcoin is real because you think money is real or or something like that and it it talked about (laughs) it talked about how so much of the money that we we say we have um and i say we as the collective we as in um governments and organizations etc uh stock valuations um a lot of that isn't real um but that ties into what you just said about actually owning money in, uh, in, in, currency, in cryptocurrencies and blockchain.
1: Right. Right. All right. So, one of the challenges in the existing marketplace is that because people don't actually own their assets and because there's huge latency in the system, in other words, it can be days before trades fully go through. So in that lag time, what has been noticed to occur is that you have phantom shares. That means to say that there are only supposed to be 14, you know, million shares, but in tr- but there are 15 million trading for a specific company. There are a million shares that are phantom, right? You also have cases where up to three people claim ownership of a single stock. How how does that work, right? And then on top of it, you have the whole derivatives market, which is like a almost like a bet on a bet on a bet on a bet. Uh, rec in record numbers we're talking about over half a quadrillion dollars in these very sophisticated, complex, and ultimately fanciful i mean they're so hypothetical um, assets right that are all on people 's books. What happens if there's any crack in that system? who backs all of that right so you're talking about a lot of evaporation of capital could happen at any second, and if you don't really own it, things can happen without your Say so without your even noticing
0: wonderful and so Kirill, we are talking about uh, cryptocurrency as as far as uh capital preservation and i mentioned gold silver cash uh other than the astronomic rates that cryptocurrency is increasing in value um, on the whole what are some other benefits that uh, a person might have if they took their $1,000 or they took their uh, tens of thousands of dollars or, or whatever amount and chose to invest in crypto as opposed to buying bricks of gold or, or shares of a company.
1: All right. Well, unlike, unlike some of my other, like, hardcore cryptocurrency fans, I'm not opposed to hard assets. Actually, quite contraire. Uh, I'm actually very old fashioned. I believe in co-ops, you know, credit unions. You know, I do my my local grocery shopping. So I I actually believe very heavily in investing in your local community. I believe very heavily investing uh, in your skill set. I actually consider your education the primary investment that you will ever make in your life and the one that will pay the most dividends. And um, so when you're talking about wealth preservation, you know, I, I guess the way I would say it is, you actually have to look at what do you need for your life for real. I'm a huge fan of small towns. You know, Even if you're in an urban environment, I'm originally from New York City myself. Okay, So I love the hustle and bustle. I love the activity. But the truth is, is I've always made sure that I have a place outside of the cities that I've invested in, a place that I can go, a community that I know. So investing in land is a big deal. I, I strongly, strongly encourage people to do that. Because uh, it also, it's, a, it's that foothold into what you really, really need. And then the final thing is, it's like I invite people to kind of step out of the consumerist drama. Because so many of the ills, the social ills that we complain about, if we're really honest, we're the ones financing them ourselves, okay? So when you take all of that and strip it down, uh, it's not unreasonable to invest in gold. You know, it's not unreasonable to diversify into hard assets that you can actually touch and hold especially when there's massive uncertainty.
0: Again, Kirill Ravensong, Chief Strategist uh, at BitShares. We are gonna come to a close here, but if you have any parting thoughts uh, or any comments that you'd like to share, you've got the the final minute.
1: Okay, Uh, I gotta tell you, I have a huge faith in America in particular. We are frontiersmen, and we're on the new frontier of the future I want to encourage everyone to have faith in yourself, have faith in your fellow human, and to remember that everything you need is within you. So if you take the time, invest in yourself, we can build whatever it is that we need to do. We could rebuild this country a dozen times over. So never lose sight of that power to create, even if you have to start from scratch. We always have that ability.
0: If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at? Only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems. Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at JumpStartHR. JumpStartHR, let's build a better business together.
1: Thanks for listening to the Business, Life, and Coffee show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at Joey JoeyVPriceHR with the hashtag BLCMoments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com. And our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.